What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hey, you are now routed to the world according to Chris. I am a six-figure earner from a side business. Yes, so right here on this podcast, you are gonna get a lot of content that is real, unadulterated, and the truth about business as I have experienced it, and I'm gonna give you some motivation along the way. Browse through our catalog of many different episodes where I've interviewed CEOs. I've gotten a chance to share some of my truths. And more importantly, this right here is a place for you and I to connect. So if you like this information, you can always visit our website, twac.live, and you can see even more content. If you want to follow me on social media, feel free. I'm at the Christopher Williams on Instagram and on Facebook. Other than that, thank you so much for being here. Why don't you go ahead and check out the latest episode right here on the world according to chris podcast what is up good people it's your girl alex here my t-shirt company is called black mantras and you can find this interview at the world according to chris podcast i think it's the perfect conversation because if you are sitting there at work right now watching this video and you're going hmm can i start a side business well guess what this conversation is definitely going to be for you. So without further ado, I want to introduce to everyone, Miss Alex Marie. Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I am doing well. Listen, Alex, um, you know, you, you have a very unique story. So I kind of want to start at the beginning. All right. So, so let's, let's, you know, tell everybody a little bit about, first of all, what you actually do. And then what I want to do is let's start at the, the your, your job. What were you doing? What was your regular job? What kind of, you know, what were those deliverables? What were you responsible for? And then I want to kind of start, you know, talking about how you got into this transition. Cause there's a lot of people who watch and listen to our show who might feel stuck, but it's just mainly because they haven't even moved yet. So I want to kind of dive into that. So tell everybody a little bit about what you do and uh, let's talk about, you know, the job that you had. Sure. All right. Um, so let's see. Currently, I am a YouTuber and T-shirtpreneur, T-shirt entrepreneur in conjunction with a T-shirt influencer. So um, just to elaborate on that, I went from starting my, sorry, let me actually go back, go in order, starting my T-shirt business and then really just wanted to spread my knowledge on the Internet and also just kind of like fulfill my YouTube dream. And um yeah, so that led me to starting my YouTube channel with all the information that I had learned um, and taught myself. And I was like, okay, cool. I can teach people this. Let me let me just see what happens. And so, um, so that's what I do now. And so pretty much in this content creating entrepreneurial space that I've just, hey, I'm just learning the ropes, you know, but it's definitely a space that I have truly found my place in. Um, and just learning how to sustain it, scale it, and, you know, really just make it, make it work for me for the long term. Absolutely. So, so, so talk to me about, you know, um, what job were you holding down before you even got here? What was your job? What were you doing? Um, and, you know, talk to us about kind of that everyday world. Sure. So I was, um, the technical term 
was a delivery consultant, but I was in the healthcare tech field. So basically I worked with um, huge organizations that dealt with the pub, um, the public in public health. So um, just to sum it all up, my job as a consultant was to travel to the clients and pretty much help them with the software that the company I worked for, you know, um, made. So just imagine someone who works for Apple going to an office and teaching them Apple software. That's what I did. And so, um, but to kind of dial it back to healthcare, it was with medical records. So I'm dealing with people's personal, private healthcare information. Um, but it was more so me, it was more like business to business instead of business to public. So I did that for ooh, about three years. Um, I did, I went from different companies, but I still stayed in the consultant place because as someone who was young, black, fresh out of college, um, and found her place in that world, know how to code switch. That was a very high paying, good paying job for me. Um, and then the perk of traveling, I mean, I, I wouldn't turn that down, you know, so I just kind of found my place. And as I evolved in that consultant space, I got bigger opportunities up until I said, OK, I'm done. So I did that gotcha. for years and that was like, all right, I'm I'm gonna call it. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. So so let's so let's talk about that. So, OK, um, what year? Um, did the light bulb go off? What year did you kind of start thinking about, all right, I want to, I want to dabble in something outside of work. 2019. 2019. Okay. So in 2019, you have this, this thought, this idea, mm -hmm. give me a little bit of insight on, was it, you saw somebody like that had a cool side business? Was it, you just started exploring? Like, how did you get to the point of even thinking about it? before you even took an act on exploring what you might do? You know, to be honest with you, Chris, I was not as financially secure in um, the job that I had. And my thought was, if I, I can't make it with this job, what what is wrong? Like the math, as a kid say, the math went mathing. Like I'm working these hours and that was salary. So to, in my mind, I was like, oh, I'm salary. You know, it's a big deal, but it just still wasn't cutting it. And um, way before the pandemic, I was just sitting in my apartment and I was just like looking around. I mean, I barely had furniture. I had what I needed, you know, but you know how you just you get your own place and you want to really like style it up and do it and really do it big. And I couldn't afford that. So honestly, what led to me doing it on my own was because I was tired of just struggling working for someone else. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. Um, so I just started to learn what was making sense. And so I just heavily just invested in learning stuff on YouTube. Um, and I just took the leap and just filed my LLC just because I was like, hey, I got something. And that was just like, because I filed it, I remember I was like, oh, it's $50. Um, well, in the state that I live in, filing an LLC is $50. So I was like, hey, I can, you know, this $50 I'm a need. But you know what? Just to have something and say I own it, cool. And that's just what I did. It was just knowing that let me follow LLC because I'm tired of struggling and working at something that isn't giving me what I need anymore. So. Gotcha. So, so let's man. So did you like how many different things did you look at 
when you were looking around? Like, was it, did you look into construction? Did you look into real estate? Like how many different things did you just give your, your brain permission to go find? Uh, about 50, 11, you know, about <laughs> a so, you know, just, um, what actually the fun fact is that t-shirts was not my first business venture. Okay. So going calling it LLC, I really wanted to have a black owned kids clothing line. And I had every, I was really, I had worked the second job at the time just to make sure I can like buy samples and stuff. I was really just putting myself out there, you know, really just winging it. So once I found the LLC, the first LLC was for the kids clothing business. So again, this is the year 2019, pre-pandemic. And then January, February of 2020, the world shuts down. Yeah. So this stops my commute of giving all, getting all of my products. This stops everything. I mean, I was just like, I had boxes of like cute girls, jean jackets, just sitting in my closet. Man. Because the, the second I started something, it's like at this plateau and I'm just like, I don't know what to do. Mm. <laughs> so and I hadn't, I didn't, I didn't leave my, my job at the time. So I was still there, um, still working that. And so that, that was the first thing. My first concept was like, kids clothing line. I don't see this out. I want to represent for um, the preteen girls of color, just because I felt like there just wasn't anything out there for our, for our brown girls, you know, not, you know, something that didn't make them look too grown. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all about that. So um, that was really the first, very, very first thing. And so pandemic came, I pivoted because I learned and I'm so happy I did. I'm like, hey, I don't quit. I don't quit things. If I do, it's just because I don't really care about it. But I care about this, so I can't see myself quitting. Yeah. But I gotta figure out what else I can do, especially in the space of the you know the pandemic that we all just wasn't used to at the time. Yeah. So so you you were you creative as a kid growing up? Is that what kind of got mm-hmm. you into clothing? Like what what mm-hmm. what was your reason for picking something that's such a creative you know journey and you do it solo, right? So what was, how did you get, you know, what was going on early on in your life? Was it just, you were just always with your hands and and designing? Yeah, good question. Yeah, so I actually have a background in theater and dance. So I danced for about 12, 13 years. And so I started when I was five and um, being in that space, you know, of course it's creative with your body, but that also leads you to exploring that in other areas. And so I've never been the drawer, but I don't really deem creativity is only to drawing, you know, mm-hmm. like you can be creative in other ways. And so, but I knew for me, it was just that passion behind it of like, I want something for our brown girls. Cause I think I was just tired of seeing what I was seeing. Honestly, I was just kind of in this, like people want to want to just be like all these people on social media. And I had just had enough um so it was kind of like yes i have a creative background i'm not a sewer of no means um i'm not that type of creative person i wish but you know i feel like that doesn't mean i can't have this either you know like me not being able to stitch a a jacket doesn't mean i can't have a kid's clothing business you know so nice Mm -hmm. so so all right so you get you, you you start this this children's clothing line and then you get into the pandemic. Now you pivot. So you've already spent the fifty dollars for your LLC. What other costs did you have to consider um, w- with this business? You spent the fifty dollars for the LLC. Was there, 
you know, machine work? Was there like, what are the things that you have to consider while you were putting this plan in place? Right. So I guess so with the kids clothing business, I had spent, I say close to about 300 just because I was getting samples and um, the benefit of having the kids clothing business, things don't cost as much as adults. So it, it wasn't, um, the prices was just a little different. So I um, spent about, let's just say 350, 375 with the first idea. And then when I pivoted to t-shirts, I know I had to get a heat press, t-shirts, a vinyl cutter, which is what you cut the designs on and you put them on your t-shirt. Um, and I just chunked it up. And so at that time I was making more cause I had switched to a different corporate company and I had got like a $12,000 increase in my salary. So the sweet spot was that, okay, cool. I'm bringing home more. And so I can put that into, you know, the t-shirt business. So I remember taking one month, my car note money and I had called the, um, the people who own my car. I was like, Hey, can y'all push this payment? This just one payment to the end of my lease or whatever, how they can flex, you know, they can flex that for you. Um, so I had did that and I bought my $236 heat press off eBay. Wow. I, like, I mean, it's not the $800,000 one, but shoot, it's going to work for me. That heat press still rocking with me, even though I have a new one, that one still rocks with me. And so, um, so as far as that, the cameo, the vinyl cutter, that was like $299. And so I didn't have to rob Peter to pay Paul for that one. I was able to use a paycheck for that. Um, and just building myself up for real. So I just took like a couple of checks and just did it like that. But it took me about like, I think two paychecks. It wasn't long. So, so tell me like for you, was it, was it more, I heard, I heard you mentioned like, you know, you, you just couldn't see yourself, you know, working, you know, for somebody else like that. Right. What was the, what was the driver to keep going as far as you, you using check money to buy this equipment, buy these materials. You're, I would imagine you were kind of also learning on the go. You mess something up and realize, uh-oh, can't do that no more, right? But those Absolutely. mess ups cost money. Yeah. What What was the thing that was, you know, going on internally where you were going to see this through? I like what you said about, you know, when I start something, I don't, I don't quit. What was kind of going on internally that you you had to see this through? Because Let's just be honest. You got a $12,000 bump up in the job. If you decide not to do it, it's not the end of the world, right? You're still making money. So what right. was kind of the reason that you just kept going uh, to do one thing after another week after week, check after check? Um, well, being in the pandemic, we all had so much time and it was just that point of, I don't, I don't want to say that I lack the knowledge just because I think if anyone has the power to learn anything they want, but I wasn't interested in learning and investments. I wasn't interested in learning really about the wealth building that I am now. So it's like I, I wanted to spend my time figuring something else out. And so to answer your question, I was just like, I'm, okay, I'm in my apartment. I was working from home. I had nothing else to do. And I was like, I don't like just sitting here and just that's it. And I know that you know, if I were to try something, my thing is, if I didn't try it and I got all these jobs and these credentials, why don't I take that same energy and apply it in something for myself um, 
and just really fill out the purpose. And it was really just me going through the whole, like, God, what is my purpose? What am I doing here? Sometimes you really got to ask yourself that question because, you know, I just, I just knew it was something else that was for me. And I just, I didn't know what it was. So it was honestly me chasing my purpose, to be honest with you. Um, Cause I was just trying to figure out like stuff just wasn't working right. Things weren't going well. I was like, I'm working, I'm doing this, but it just wasn't, stuff just wasn't happening the way that I thought. And I knew it was because I just wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. So let's, let's kind of break down a day for me when you were, at work, right? Break down the day. Give us an idea of, you know, you worked from what time to what time. And then when you came home and was building out your side business, like what did your evenings look like? Like give us a, a real example of like what that that world would look like. And then were you working weekends? Were you like working real late into the night? Like what give us an idea of what that what that journey was really like. I can vividly tell you that. So, yeah, um, Monday through Friday, worked about, I think, 7.30 to 4, 4.15-ish. I would go to the office before we were mandated to stay at home. So even though I wasn't traveling, um, I mean, my job was local, so I just drove to the company, you know, the office and came back home. But, yeah, um, I was the only Black employee on the team. So, yep, that was the token one. Um, and so, yeah, I would just do show up and just do my job talking to the clients about the software and training them and just doing the same thing day in and day out um took a lunch and on my lunch break i was looking up um, different types of blanks um at that time um it wasn't really like a micromanaging situation i did have a lot of flexibility and i had seniority but they didn't care i didn't care about that because i'm gonna do what i gotta do right so um, yeah, so that was just the day. And then at night, yes, I made sure that I really just, I called my family, um, cause I don't live in the same town that's my family cause I moved away. So a big part of my journey is that I'm out here by myself. I have no family out here. My best friends are still at home. Um, and so even though I've met people out here where I currently live, I don't have that, that commonplace of like, oh, I can just go over my cousin house or my auntie house or my granny house if I need something. I'm out here thugging it. So with all these emotions, learning how to run a business, dealing with this job, really trying to fight what I'm out here doing, um, I just that just kicked up my drive into high gear because I'm like, well, honestly, this might just be my place where I do need to find my purpose just because there aren't any distractions that like that would be at home. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, so I did that during the day and then at night called my people, checked in with them, and then I just started hustling. I was planning my YouTube content for the weekend. I filmed every Saturday, and then I edited on Sunday. So I gave myself, which we all know the weekends can be like 30-minute lunch breaks sometimes when you're working a nine-to-five, so they go by so fast. So then it's like, okay, I kept that same routine for four months while learning how to run my business, while on my lunch break, I'm thinking of mantras. And then as soon as I get home, once I kind of like gather myself, eat some dinner, I'm making designs. So it was that working from technically six, because I would even get up before I left to go to the office to figure out something. So that way, some nights I wouldn't spend as much time in the evening. Um, so, I mean, it took, it, I mean, hours on end to really start putting things together plus learning how these platforms work, learning what videos I should make, 
Um, and it was just a lot of that for four months. And the reason why I say four months is because it took me four months for YouTube to get monetized. I had a goal in mind that I wanted to get monetized because that's extra income for me to fund my business. Right. So I just kept my eye on the prize as hard as it was. God, I'm so thankful. But those four months, it was I was not playing. I didn't go out. And even if I did, it was real brief. Um, but I made sure I had to film my content. Once I filmed my content, I felt like I was able to go out and do what I had to do. But it wasn't like a normal, a casual thing, you know? Hey, I know you're enjoying this episode and I want to say thank you. But if you're like the people that I know, and I think I know you pretty well, you're actually enjoying this. And there's other people like you who would like to know that this is something that you pay attention to. So guess what? I need you to hit the subscribe button, but also hit the notifications bell. So that way you always know when we're dropping something new, but also, also, which is more important, share this with somebody that you know is interested in this type of conversation and content because I guarantee you will add a level of understanding and communication that you probably are looking for from those individuals anyway. And the other cool part is you all will be learning together. So go ahead and subscribe, hit the notifications bell now. And guess what? You constantly be reminded of when we drop new content like what you're watching right now. Let's get back to the episode. You really had a side business. This wasn't a hobby. You, you really put in the work. Yes, um, yep. you, you, you mentioned something that I want to kind of, I want to, I want to understand better. So okay. you talked about the fact that you're, you're there by yourself. You have no family there. So mm -hmm. yes, you don't have any distractions, but you also mentioned like the feeling of I'm working a job, but I'm, also work in this business and you said i'm also figuring out business as i go yeah. that has to be a very uncomfortable place what what things did you have to learn like what were some of the basic things you had to learn about building this side business as you were getting your four thousand watch hours in and and those things yeah. like, what were some of those things that you were like oh i didn't think about that now i got to Think about how that works from a business context, like because you obviously took this very seriously. So what was what were some of those things that you were learning in the very beginning throughout those four months? Yeah, um, good question. Let me try to I'm trying to put it in order for you. Um, soft skills. So like learning mm. how to build a website. I taught myself that YouTube University is a real thing. You really can learn a lot on YouTube. So. Um, but learning how to build a website, learning how to make a T-shirt, like let's just wow. talk about, that, you know, because you have to start with the fundamentals. You don't just walk into just making anything. You have to. I learned um, like these I call them high end softwares, but like Adobe Illustrator and Photoshop. You know, I'm like, I want to be good. I don't want no rinky dink design. So I had to sit there. I remember I sat at my uh, my kitchen for an hour. And I watched a video on Skillshare or on YouTube on how to edit a video. And I did nothing but watch that video and I poured myself into that. And after that, I've been being able to edit my videos. So I learned and taught myself all of what I think are soft skills um, because I look at it like when I'm able to delegate, I'm going to know and be able to direct someone of how I want something to look. And for me, that means even if it's intimidating and super uncomfortable, I got to learn it. 
So it was just those soft skills, like starting on how do I make a t-shirt? How do I put the background here? How do I add the, the this and the that? Like, how do I do all this? So a lot of video watching and no taking happened. So that's, that's, that is fascinating because I will tell you, um, I think that's something important for people to think about when, when, when starting a side business is that just as much as you want a business, there's a lot of learning on your end, right? Let's talk about um, the internal side of that process too, though. Mm -hmm. What were you learning about yourself over those first few months and putting all this together? Because one thing that I've learned in building a, a side business is I learned more about me in certain areas and, and, not all of it was great, right? Um, I found my lazy parts. I found, you know, the things like, so what were the things that you learned kind of about yourself over those first, those first kind of six months as you were kind of really building, you know, to, to, to make that, that switch? Um, ooh, oh, how frustrated I can get, how quickly frustrated I can get with myself, just because I think highly of my learning skills. So, if you ask me when I can't get anything, I just be like, oh, my God, the world is going to shut down. So I had to have patience with myself and I still have to have it, you know, and learning that I'm doing this for the first time ever in my life. And at that point, I wasn't acknowledging the grace at all. So frustration happened a lot. I'm surprised I did not quit. Um I'm sorry, I'm trying to think of what else. Um, I learned how much I enjoy watching TV, but as you see, it's not on behind me. And I just, it got to the point to where I would unplug my TV and hide my remote because the thought of me watching TV after something wouldn't sit right with me. Cause I was always like, I could be doing something. I could be like, you know? Um, and so in those six months, it was definitely like, I need to be doing something. I just was kind of like obsessed with making sure I always had something to do because the thought of this, the thought of me having to stay at this company was becoming increasingly more unbearable. You mm. know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. So it was just like those emotions I've had to groom them. Now I'm at a better spot, but in those first six months, were super hard. Frustration kicked in so much. Tears. Oh my gosh, I cried so much because I was like, "Who told me to do this?" Like, um, <laughs> you know, tears. I'm not afraid to tell people I've cried. This journey brings out tears, and honestly, get it out and just keep it moving. Um, so, tears, frustration, um, the lack of support or the lack mm. of understanding. You know, and I know that from. I know all black households are different, but we all still share these commonalities of some people in your family just not going to get it. And um, just understanding that I had to be mindful and even still be selective with my time, you know, because everybody, people call me and I'm quick to pick up a phone. But in that moment, I had to learn that I can't be as available anymore. Mm. Um, and what that means for me and letting my family know. Now they know, like I'm quick to put myself a do not disturb. I'll call y'all back. But in the beginning, it was hard because I was so used to calling them all the time because, again, I don't live there anymore. So that phone call was our connection of how we can catch up. So, you know, being able to 
push past that and not feel guilty about it because I had a lot of guilt of like, oh my gosh, I miss people's calls or like, I got to call you back. I got to be available for you. What if I miss something? And I have to shut that down. So this is this is very fascinating. So you you've had this. You you are having a, a real personal experience that was just beyond designing t-shirts. You're having this internal experience, this emotional journey you're going through as you are putting this together. Talk to me about like the, give me an understanding of like the, 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 the thing or the moment for you where you, you finally, you know, burn the bridge in your mind before you let the job go. What, what was kind of the, the thing going on at that time? And the cool part is it sounds like you took advantage of the pandemic working from home, right? As opposed to that drive time commute and having to sit in the office, it sounds like you really took advantage of it and put you in a good space. But, but that doesn't come without a feeling, right? I remember, yeah. I know for me, you know, the feeling of loss and, you know, some other things that I think about even just running a, a side business or feeling like, man, am I going to be looked at crazy, you know, with my job or whatnot? Like, so, so help me understand, like, what was the moment that you, you told yourself, yep, this is it. And what was the day? What was the actual day that it was over? All right. Well, I'm about to tell you all my secrets, Chris, because um, <laughs> your girl got fired, actually. Okay. Um, I got fired April 2nd of 2021. I know the exact date. It was 1215. So, um, lunchtime. So going back to feeling, uh, I had felt this in 2020. I just didn't know how I was going to execute it and how to be smart about it. So, um, not sure how much I can say on here, but we can have a, probably a sidebar of the full thing, but I got fired and I, I let myself get fired. So, and I knew what that was going to do, what that meant. Um, and I knew I was like, it's over. I can't keep doing this. The day I got fired, I was working from home still because what happened was even after like they say numbers went down and COVID out here, um, the company that I worked for was still having like open cases at work. So like every other week they were sending emails like, oh, if you worked on the fourth floor, you could have potentially been exposed to COVID. So you need two weeks at home. And so that reoccurrence, I was just like, emailing my manager and honestly it was like our discretion if we got our work done it was basically like you can still work from home it's no big deal so I, like you said i definitely took advantage of that so what that happened was fun fact too just before i finish this story i wasn't always defined by alex as far as my social media handle my very first handle was the corporate finesser and that meant exactly what you said i took advantage of working from home so seriously I was still showing up. You know how you got to make sure you online, making sure the green dot is available for the chats. But I'm working on stuff for YouTube. I'm working on stuff for Black Mantras. I'm making shirts. I'm fulfilling orders. My thing was, if I ain't got to speak on no call, I can have a call open and mute these people and not going to do what I do. So that's what You know happened. what? So this is this is very interesting. So so even, even though it was a firing, mm -hmm. um, there's there's a feeling that right the bridge is now burned right and you know some people don't take well to that some people are love those kind of moments um 
did it feel like loss for you? Did it feel like, man, this is really over? Like, were you wigged out? Like, what was, what were kind of some of those things that you were kind of thinking through, you know, a week later, two weeks later, like a month later? How did, how did what was that like? Uh, when it first happened, I remember I had me some Andres in my fridge and I poured me a mimosa because I was celebrating. Um, there you go. I was not shocked at all. As a matter of fact, I knew it was coming because prior to getting fired, I was on what's called a little performance plan. And so they called themselves basically telling me my work was slacking and I got to be on a performance plan to improve myself. And then the end result was termination. So that really helped me out because, again, I'm smart and I know what it means when you get fired. So I was like, cool, I'm going to just keep not doing my work or like keep slacking. It's not hard, to be honest with you. Um, and I don't want to glorify this at all, but I knew what I was doing. Let me just say that. Um, and so I was on a performance plan and um, I would have like my check ins. And I remember being asked, how do you think it's going? And I would always just be nonchalant. I was like, I mean, I think I'm doing all right. You know, like I just, it got to the point to where I literally no longer cared. And I knew that that meant that I would have to really work hard to fend for myself. But to me, it was worth it. Yeah. So, so what, uh, man, so now you're, you're out mm -hmm. you're starting a business right mm -hmm. now. Uh, you get your watch hours up, right? So you you you're, you're in. Were you into your watch hours at the time of ending the job already? Had you already accomplished yeah, so, that? Yeah. So I was monetized before I got fired. Okay. So okay. YouTube chicks, as they say. There you go. So now, so now you're monetized, right? Yeah. yeah. But that doesn't always come quickly. Like it's not a it's not the mm -hmm. easiest thing in the world to pull off to to uh, grow a YouTube channel. What was kind of your plan? Was it, I you know, did you say I gotta I gotta really make YouTube hot? Did YouTube just happen? Was it yeah. a video? Was it a a thing? Did you just master SEO? Like what what was the thing that helped you like really feel like you could see happening? Like oh my god, this is really growing big and did you did you have like maybe one or two followers by the time you were monetized like how far were you you know into your following at that time when you finally got monetized yeah so for youtube so kind of going back to the first part of your question yeah i did have a goal and i continue to have youtube goals because youtube for me was a you know how like they say um your skills let your skills pay you so it was that notion of like my skill is sharing information and educating people at their level like i feel like i truly can meet people at the level that they are with their learning and be able to um deliver information to where they understand it so i was like cool bet. let me keep this up right and so the video that took me through um i guess that jump for me or that went viral or whatever you want to say was when i filmed it um in november of 2020 and it was how to start a t-shirt business at home side hustles during quarantine and within four months that video jumped i remember my best friend because i was it kind of got to a point to where it was doing so well that i kind of just let it work for itself and i remember i was like working on something at the time he's sitting here in the same spot and my best friend texted me was like do you know your videos at twenty five thousand views and i was like no nah, because it was just that 
whatever, whatever the other day. Like I just kind of just not let it phase me. So it was that video that that gave me the visibility um, in the YouTube algorithm, you know, was working in my favor because then, as you know, the longer that people watch your videos, the successful you are. So um, that's a six minute video. And um, a year now is sitting at 329,000 views. So it was that one video that took me from struggling to to thriving, honestly. So um, yeah. And then at the time, as far as subscribers, um, because you do have to have 1,000 subscribers. So once I had surpassed that, I honestly forgot the order, but I knew I had got monetized first. And then that video was growing and growing and growing in the, the number of views. So um, thankfully, I still stay consistent because I told myself once I start, I'm not going to stop because I had kind of played around with YouTube the year prior and I wasn't consistent. So when I finally did it, I made sure I had videos from like November to January just so I can throw something up because I knew I had to keep the consistency going and I wasn't paid yet. But what I did was that I shift my focus Excuse me. I shift my focus to really think like, let me just work like I'm already getting paid. And to be honest, that's really this what kept me going. Because sometimes, you know, when you're not seeing the results that you want. It is hard to keep going. So I just had to do it like I was already getting paid. And then boom, four months later, I'm just saying it. Day, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. That was it. Um, so... When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at grammarly.com slash podcast. That's grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Yeah. And how oh, many bye. videos would you release a, a week with that Saturday? Like, first of all, let me back up. How many yeah. videos would you shoot on a Saturday? And then how many would you actually release in a week? Um, I think at the time I did one video a week just because of learning the ropes and editing and stuff and not really tying myself down. Because, again, I had my full time job. I was filming and editing all of my content and then I was running Black Mantra. So I had to be mindful of like not working myself down to the bone still. So at that time, I was doing one video each Saturday just to post it on every Wednesday. That was my posting schedule. So I knew, okay, Wednesday, one o'clock, that's the schedule. Ooh, I will, that's, that's what I did. Um, so that was the one. And then once I got fired, I was able to up it to two videos a week. And that's what I've been doing since uh, March, April. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking at your, your your list here. Man, yeah. It literally says one year ago, uh -huh. 329,000 views. That is that is amazing. N now, obviously, uh, you know, you then probably went in the back studio and was trying to figure, well, how much is that going to uh, give me, right? But but yeah. I, I'm I'm more curious on did it validate for you that you made the right move or what was the thing that made you go I, I'm bet me betting on myself I, I feel good now this you know right. what was that thing for you that kind of happened to help you you know feel like you made the right move um, and I'm so sorry my eyes are getting dry but yeah so it was definitely. 
that, you know, seeing my success on YouTube was full confirmation that I chose the right thing, which was myself. Um, and allowing the journey to, and you know what? It's funny because it didn't get to my head. I honestly was just like, cool. So what's next? <laughs> it was more <laughs> so like a, okay, do I, what do I do now? So yeah, it was full, full validation and confirmation that I needed because um, I like, I like to be validated, especially when it's like when you're doing something um, unconventional outside of your norm and what you were raised to do. So of course it was a lot of confirmation. I had people telling me, Alex, I saw your video. I'm so proud of you people from back home who was like, oh my gosh, I saw your video. I'm so proud of you. Look, you know, and I was just like, man, well, who know? and I'm just so happy that I finally said, you're going to do this because if you don't do this, you know, it's kind of like, if you don't do it, how, how are you going to see if it works? Um, and I just was like, I was scared. I was nervous. I had so many videos where I was stuttering cause I didn't know what to say. And I was like, I kind of got like this ghetto Southern twang when I talked. So I was like, do people want to hear me talk? What is this? You know? So all those emotions were present and I still stayed consistent. So, Hey, listen, if you're enjoying this episode, and I know you are, there's something that you could help me out with. So right now I am looking for couples, yes, couples who do business together and have a thriving, successful business. Do you know somebody? Does somebody come to mind? Well, great. Here's what I would like for you to do. Make sure that you share this episode or down below there is actually a form that they can fill out and let us know a little bit about their business and what they actually do together. And guess what? you might be the reason that they're actually a guest right here on the World of According to Chris podcast. That's right. You could be that reason. So if you know a couple who does business together and does pretty well, I'd love to be able to have them on the show and talk with them so that we can all learn together because I am sure you're probably wondering, man, is it possible for me and my lady to actually build a business together? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, my wife and I are doing it together and we are absolutely loving it, but there are so many more couples and I want to make sure that we highlight them and I know you know some. So go ahead, let me know down below. Also make sure that you get them the form down below and make sure that they fill it out. Let's get back to the episode. That That is that is such a, a cool thing. So so let's, let's kind of talk about you know, another area of, of, of building this as a, as a side business. Cause now it became full time for you. It wasn't just on the side, mm -hmm. you out, you out here, right? Yeah. <laughs> what are some of the things that you, 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 you kind of felt and saw as you're, as you're, as you're out here promoting, you're sharing, you're putting mm -hmm. the t-shirts up, like what were some, how did you get the, the, the the word out what what apps were you using what ways were you you know letting people know hey you got a t-shirt brand what things were you doing to make it so that people knew about what you were doing true yeah i guess you so the beauty of youtube is that that is free marketing so mm. i um would most of the time wear my t-shirts in my videos and then as a YouTuber, you can you can pretty much just write out um, a description of the video, but then it also leaves room for you to leave like links 
where people can find you. So people who want to continue to see me um, on other platforms, they can find me on Instagram um, and things like that. So I listed all of my information um, and also just being the promoter and marketing my own stuff. So I really just did that. And then I think it was just honestly that. Yeah. So just wearing my T-shirts in my videos. Um, let me see. Yep. I think that's that really just was it. This is cool. So so you're you're the CEO, you're the CFO, <laughs> you're the CMO, <laughs> uh, you're 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 the photographer, yep. you're the uh, the the videographer, you're yes. the editor, right? Yes. <laughs> you're the copyright, you're the <laughs> the transcribe, right? Like you your your business was really uh, is all you is it still like that today do you outsource some things or are you still solely just you doing it all i'm still a solopreneur but okay. i'm praying this year um i did have a video editor for about four to five months but i let them go just because i didn't feel and maybe this was my expectation i just didn't feel that the work that he was producing was not to say he shouldn't have gotten paid for it because he did the work. But at the same time, I was like, I'm paying you to make sure my videos are getting higher views and that's not happening. You know what I'm saying? So after experimenting with that, so I did try to outsource and delegate. Um, it didn't work the first time, but I'm hopeful that this year um, I can get an editor again because now um, I'm learning like I can't function and do this all on my own. I do. I'm open to help. Um, especially when it comes to the content making. Now I'm okay with like running the business to doing the work and all that stuff. That's what I'd rather do. But the video, I'm at a point to where YouTube is so successful for me to where I'm like, nah, I'll film it and I want to send it off to someone and have them edit it and I'll proof it and call it a day. Yeah, that's, you know, and those are hard decisions to make because it's your baby. Yeah. Right. Those yeah. are those are those are those are difficult moments. But to your point, right, there's no way you're going to scale if everything is all you. Right. Yeah. I think that's cool. So I remember um, one day feeling very guilty because I'm at work, but I'm thinking about my side business. Yeah. Uh, to your point, I'm at work, but I can't wait to get to lunch so I can just be by myself and look up some stuff <laughs> um I'm, I'm at work but i might leave about an hour early this day because i i need to get to you know home and i need to you know kind of get rolling on some things that i have in my mind did you feel guilty at all at times or were there anything where you just felt internally like a conflict because you were mentally consumed with this idea out here while you were at work Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially when we were still in the office. I remember, I'll never forget, every time somebody walked by me, I would get closer to my laptop. <laughs> because I wasn't always looking up things related to that job. And then I remember going to the extreme and getting a privacy screen. So that way from afar, you can't see what's on my screen. Mm -hmm. um, so absolutely. Oh my goodness, especially when like the big bosses walk through, you know, and then at that time they set up at the office where we had two monitors and then a laptop. 
So obviously, you know, you're going to keep what's what needs to be on the monitors because people can see that. Mm. But on that laptop, they will have to really get up on you <laughs> to see what you were doing. And then I, I utilize incognito mode on my mm. computer heavily. Um, so again, I was a corporate finesser. <laughs> so, so let's now talk about, uh, man, you, so you, you start this journey. Tell me the day you got your first sale. What, what was, <laughs> what was that like? And did, was it somebody you knew or you just looked up and, you know, your app said, Hey, somebody bought like what let's, let's talk about that day. What was, was it stressful that morning and it happened that evening? Like what, what was that day like? So I, I do remember it was someone I knew I didn't care. Cause I was like, Hey, this is the first one. Um, and it might've been my best friend, but after that it was people who I didn't know. And so, um, I had got my first sale before I had even thought about getting or leaving the job at the time because I had started my business in 2020. So, um, 2020 of March. And so by then I was just like, okay, I launched. And so when I've got the first sale, it was like, okay, this is cool. This, this is actually working. It's something about getting that first sale that you just be like, ah, okay. And so, um, Yep, I got that first sale. It was definitely a, like a, it ebbed and flowed. Um, I wish I can say, oh, I really just took off the first launch. But no, you know, I had to learn what was working and what didn't. And so got the first sale with someone I knew. But then when I started getting sales and I did not recognize their name, I was like, you live in Arizona, Philadelphia. I was like, y'all finding me? Y'all, it was great. It was just like this. Wow. OK, I want to keep going you know that's so cool that I, I think and i think those moments are are awesome what what would you say um today like what have you had any moments where you had like a big sale day or you had a a, a great review by somebody or you know what have you had any of those moments where it was just like a big surprise to you about uh somebody that may have you know um you know, bought some of your, your products? Yeah, to be honest, I have a couple because right now um, my store, all of my products are sitting at five-star reviews. Um, and I'm thankful because a lot of people can, you know, review what they want. And I pray that they're using their, of course, their discretion. But to know that, you know, there's proof today as five stars across the board for my products, for my T-shirts. So that's one. The second one, as far as what I realized, like what was so cool, was the complexity of Facebook ads. And when I got into Facebook ads, I told him, I was telling my best friend, I said, friend, I just need to see one sale from the Facebook ads to know that something working. And I saw three. So when I saw really it was knowing because Facebook ads still kind of like give me gray hairs. So I'm always just like, all right, let's just figure this out. But because it's so it can it's so lucrative for your business. Um, my whole point was that I I walk away with seeing a set a, a sale from Facebook ads. You can't tell me nothing. And that's how I felt. So it was honestly the Facebook ad success that to me as a business, as a new business owner, 
was more successful. I'm thankful for the reviews and I was thankful for when I got, you know, uh, a lot of sales in a month, but it was that Facebook ad confirmation of like, oh shoot, cool. Let me kick this up to high gear because I can imagine having your Facebook ad running and you got people in your email who buy stuff. I'm like, that's, that's big stuff right there. And e-commerce, that's super big stuff. That is, oh, that is, that is very interesting. So Facebook ads, have actually gotten you sales, man. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So, so let's, man. Well, let, then let me ask this: uh, you you found a groove, obviously, from a uh, content perspective, right? Mm-hmm. That is um, leading people to your products. But one of the things I noticed on your YouTube channel, mm-hmm. your YouTube channel doesn't just say bye bye bye. You got tutorials. Mm-hmm. You're talking about regular life. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, I, I, I see, uh, you know, just different things that you've put, you know, uh, mid twenties crisis, you know, um, I messed up a t-shirt design, you know, a uh, story time edition. You know, I looked at that one earlier. Um, you know, you literally are giving people kind of that you side, right? Mm-hmm. How do you feel that has helped people be comfortable to go, yeah, let me buy something from her. Do you feel like that's helping or what, or was that a marketing strategy for you? What, what was the reason that you would turn on a camera and give that side of the game, right? Like what's, what's the reason for that? Yeah. You know what, to your point, um, I don't see myself coming off as like, bye, bye, bye. I do really connect with relation and community. And so for me, it's like, going back to my skills and my gift and what I'm passionate about, that's all my YouTube channel focuses on. However, if they catch what I'm wearing and they buy, I'm mad at it. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's like, you know, you see me, I'm pretty much, my YouTube channel is sharing my entrepreneurial journey. So the concept of that is like the entrepreneur journey is more than just business 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 like i have a lifestyle i have you know moments where i want to sit down and like educate people on things where i'm not doing a tutorial so it's like now i've um kind of like groomed my channel into being like this lifestyle influencer that has a business because a lot of times in business we all go through the same things and so being able to showcase that was where i was like that's how i'm gonna keep my rapport with my audience because they look at me as someone who inspires them. Well, I got to be able to be like, hey, y'all, this is this is what happens, you know? And so I just turned my focus on, I can share a little bit of my lifestyle in conjunction with showing my entrepreneurship journey and teaching you how to do certain things um, and just engaging that way. I think that is super cool, especially given the fact that in today's world, right, um, uh, I like to call it uh, the world of a thousand filters, right? <laughs> you know, every picture, every, right? And I look at what you've built on on YouTube and I'm like, there's no filters. <laughs> there's no, right? Like it's it's your journey. I just think it's, it's super dope. So let's talk to the, the, the person out there who's just like you were. They, yeah. They're thinking about it, right? Maybe they're a little afraid to to jump off the porch and try something. 
what what kind of advice would you give somebody who like what let's put it this way what would be the first thing you would give anybody who's thinking about starting a side business oh um if there's something in you my advice to whomever you know starting a side business now is that if you keep having a feeling of uncertainty or mm-hmm. you have a openness of question that you just feel like needs to get answered, I think that is the pit of trying to figure out what your purpose is in life. Because I think that when it comes to a lot of us, we question ourselves so much. And I know for me, I was in that pit and I was like, what am I doing here, God? Okay, I'm working, I'm black, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do this. What is going on? <laughs> so I will give it the, my advice is that if that's something that you're feeling and it's something that is constant then that's a calling that you need to answer. Mm, I like that. I like that. Here's another question. Um, when sales are not good, mm-hmm. what is the way you don't let that become cement so that you actually continue to move forward? What do you do? Do you go take a walk? Do you like, what's what's the thing you do for yourself to kind of mm-hmm. keep going? What's what's the what's the thing? Um, a couple of them. I, I'm exercising, um, practicing better, like speaking well to myself and not like trying to be like, oh, you got bad ideas. That's why you didn't get the sale. You know, like that negative self-talk that we do. Um, but exercising and then I just heard this today. It was so funny, actually. I think I was listening to something while I was working. And it's just learning how to focus on what I need to do versus what I don't have. So what I've now groomed myself is to like, okay, I can't sit up here and like focus on not having the capital I want right now to pour into Facebook ads. But what I do have is da-da-da-da-da-da-da and data that can help me revamp my ads to get my sales up so it's Mm. just real focusing on what i need to do which has been really hard to train myself because i do sometimes always like to like think in the future and all that stuff but just focusing on what i need to do because number one if it doesn't if i don't do it then it doesn't get done so you know going back to that so that was that's that's really it focus on what you need to do because that's your foundation um, and I feel like once you've done what you need to do, then you can focus on, okay, now why did I not get this sale? Or why did they add this to cart and leave? So now thinking about your customer's experience and things like that. Nice. So, uh, what's, what's the goal for 22? Ooh, uh, like the overall goal. Yeah, what's or- the big one? What's the, what's the, what's, what's the, what's the big one? Oh, hitting five figures for Black Mantras, which is my okay. t-shirt. Seeing okay. a five. I like it. All right. So, and and when you and when you reach that, what's the um, what's the feeling when you reach it? What's the what's the thing? What's the what's the feeling? What's happening? Oh man, when I get there, I am immediately going to. Thank God, first and foremost, and now put this content out there. Content is about to be fire because now 
I feel like I want to be in alignment with my content. So it's like me hitting my five figure goal gets me in alignment with having my content based around how to grow your t-shirt sales. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my first thing. It's like now, cause my, my love is to teach people how to do something. So cool. I didn't learn how to do it. Now let me teach you how to do it. And you guys figure it out your own way, but that's immediately one and two thanking God and focusing on the content to put out there to share with people. Nice. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what's interesting is that, uh, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, right? You'll be able to look back at this video and this interview mm-hmm. and you'll remember where you were, what's been going on around you, the feeling and everything else. Talk to me about five years from now. If I send you this interview, tell me what's happening. Ooh. Man, look at you trying to get me thinking in the future. I'm trying to stay in the present. Um, five years from now, honestly, I just want to keep doing what I'm doing, but being more refined, being more um, attentive, knowing how to really um, delegate. At, at five years from now, I want to be able to call myself an employer. I want to be able to employ others and provide jobs. So. You ask me, that's really where I, you know, look and be like, okay, we'll sit down at lunch and I'm showing my employees this interview five years from now. Nice, nice. Um, let's let's kind of wrap up here with I, I want to hear talk to me about some of the uh the 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 mantras that you put on some of these shirts. How do you come up with these? Like what's are you just like 3 a.m. you wake up with an idea and you gotta write it down? Like what's how are you coming up with the ones that you go, all right, I got to, I got to have to put that one on, on the shirt. What, how do you come up with them? Um, oh my gosh. So you must know me cause I definitely wake up randomly or like before <laughs> I'm going to bed and I'm just like, Oh, that's a good one. Let me write it down. Um, it's through my experiences. It's knowing, um, being you no, know, you know, the walk of a black woman, uh, being black in this world and also just the things that we say and, what resonates with black women, women of color, um, and just speaking from, again, experiences. So it's a combination, to be honest with you, Um, and knowing like, you know, of course, engaging with my community. If I may get a comment about something or I, I, I go live on Black Mantras weekly, so that gives me an opportunity to see what my, uh, my audience wants to see, because even though I can think this is a good mantra, I want to hear their feedback because that, you know, that increases my rapport. So um, it's a combination. I have definitely woken up, um, got myself a drink of water and boom, a mantra comes to me or I might be finishing up a thought or I probably can't sleep. And all I'm doing is writing stuff down. So um, my phone's right here. But my notes, if you have an iPhone, my notes is just flooded with ideas because you just never know you know it only takes one t-shirt to really go big you know in this game so that's what i just think of that's that's awesome so um you know you've you you, you're clearly uh focused on on this journey and i have no doubt that you'll you'll be successful and uh i'll be able to say i knew her see i got the footage Yep, yeah, yep, for real. <laughs> what um how do you how do you make uh the sacrifices that you've given in order to put this business where it is today? How do you make good with those sacrifices? Because there's a lot of people who 
probably wouldn't make the same sacrifices you did, right? Or or they they don't realize they or let's put it this way, they don't count the cost. Right. Mm-hmm. They think the cost is just financial. It's not mm-hmm. just financial to build a, a side business and then turn it into an actual full time business. There's right. some cost involved in that hidden right. costs. I like to call it right. Emotional, right. the ups and downs, the there's there's a lot of cost into that. Mm-hmm. How do you justify the cost that you've had to pay to get the business where you are now? Um, I honestly. I, I can't think of it too long. Mm. I really can't. I've conditioned myself to just be like, do it and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and not allow my emotions to overpower. You know how sometimes you think too much, you think yourself out of an idea. Yeah. Um, learned how to not do that real quick. <laughs> so that was really it. You know, it was just a, um, I can't think about it too long. Cause I know what happens if I do, I probably won't do it. Mm. Um, that, you know, I don't want to put fear behind anything, which is something you got to just muster up, you know, but I don't think of it too long. I just do it and be like, okay, if this came to me, if, keep, if the idea keeps bringing itself, then let me just do it. Or if this is an opportunity to buy something new or to try a new design to get a sample, cool. Um, and I just can't think of it too long. That's the best answer I got for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it definitely makes sense. And um, I think action is most important at the end of the day uh, mm-hmm. in order to get anything done. You know, today um, I, I, I had opportunity to uh, sit and listen to a, a training and, and, and the gentleman happened to be talking about, you know, um, our potential. And he said, you know, our potential is the gap that either we feel with action or inactivity. Mm-hmm. Right. And the only way you're going to reach your full potential is you've got to be willing to fill that gap with the right activities, right? Yeah. What's, what are some of the activities today mm-hmm. that you have to keep it? You're, Cause you're past the honeymoon phase of this business. <laughs> you it ain't about emotion no more, right? <laughs> what are some of those activities that are like, they're born and they're mundane, but it's like, they have to get done regardless of, you know, my feelings don't matter. What's, what's some of those things kind of in your, in your business with a t-shirt business? Research. Mm. research. Talk to me more about that. I am a psych major. So you would think research just comes like, Oh, I love it. Yeah. I'm going to say I love it. I used to, but um, when you got a school, you know, and you got a couple years away, you just like, all right, I'm free. I don't have to study anymore. So I've had to train myself to be a student again. Um, so research, super mundane. When I tell you I have blue light protection glasses on purpose so that I can look at screens and not strain my eyes. Um, so for me, it's like, cool, let me pull up an article. Let me figure out something. Um, so mundane is, uh, yeah, their research is something. Because if it's an article, sometimes, you know, and maybe this is just the bookworm in me, but articles retain more for me than a video or like something that's... Um, not, I guess, in a script form. I'm not really sure how I can say that. But um, yeah, so reading, doing my research, um, listening to podcasts over music sometimes. So it's like now I'll sit here and even though I want to play like the latest Adele soundtrack or something, I'm like, I can't sing along while I'm trying to focus on this. So I'll listen to a podcast. I've been definitely diving into Facebook ad podcasts. So I've been listening to things that 
if I'm not like, you know how you're just moving around in your daily life. But if you, you're listening to something productive, it kind of just stays in your brain. So for me, I'll be like meal prepping. And instead of having like my TV on, I'll play a podcast. So where I'm at now, um, it's just still refining the student mentality because again, I want to be able to delegate later this year. So it's like, once I just really get over this hump of learning all the things that are mundane and are super intimidating and you don't know when something's going to hit, I'd rather do it now than later. So That's dope. I, I think that's dope. And hopefully you will add the World According to Chris podcast to your repertoire. Um, yeah. uh, la- last thing I want to I, I want to dive into is this. Um, you you know obviously the, it's a it's a brand new year. Yes, it's still unique. Yes, people are you know at home. You've obviously turned your home into full fledged you know home shop, right? Mm-hmm. Marketing mm-hmm. department, <laughs> executive suite, all of that, right? Okay. <laughs> so you you've turned your home into a real working space. Mm-hmm. Um, what is what is that? What is that next step that you take this year that, you know, really moves the needle for your business? What is that thing that, you know, has to get done this year to make that that next leap? Oh, man. Um, To be honest, it would be hitting that, that financial goal, because for me, what that means is. Um that is capital to expand and sell other products, which would lead to more expansion and just cycle itself out. So, I mean, I really, I don't know what else it would be because again, it's the hidden net goal is literally the, it's pinnacle. It's that point of like, great, now this is enough leverage to add new products to do something fun to be more creative. So it is it's that hidden that goal for sure. For sure. Love it. Love it. So um, lastly, you know, tell people how they can find you, uh, where they can go to check out uh, your information. And here's the thing I also would ask you to do when you finish that. Um, there's going to be a lot of uh, women who hear this on a podcast or uh, watch this YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Share something um, that you would want other women to know. Something that may have been, you know, on your heart, or just something that you think is, you know, um, important. You know, especially during these times where, you know, unfortunately, you know, some people feel isolated. Lots of things going mm-hmm. on. Some people were probably sitting in your space right now as a woman working a job, going. I don't know, right? Like I got to find something else, but maybe not know what that is, but I'd love for you to leave, you know, everyone with, you know, just something that is uplifting, you know, for them. So tell us, you know, how everybody can find you and, 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 and drop that gem. Absolutely. So I am defined by Alex, which is D E F I N E D B Y A L E X on Instagram, on YouTube, um, and then for my t-shirt business is at underscore black mantras on Instagram. So that's where you can find me. Um, oh wait, I just forgot. I got a TikTok now. So <laughs> I'm on defined by Alex on TikTok as well. 
Um, so that's all of my social media handles that I'm actively on. So I always, you know, res respond to a comment on all of the platforms or, you know, for sure all of them, you know, nowadays. So that's that. And as far as just, you know, gems and just affirmations, you know, I just want to put this out there. The feeling that you have in yourself and the belief that you have in yourself is not by accident, you know? And so for me, it's like, I want people to leave this interview now turning something that was dormant to activation because what happens is that's going to open up opportunities for you to grow and elevate and feel proud of yourself. You know, I want people to feel proud of themselves. So um, that's that's it. So that the belief you have in yourself, it's not by accident that you keep trying to figure out something more. That's that's definitely you tapping into the higher version of yourself. I love it. I love it. Well, listen, Alex, you're amazing. It's dope to see uh, where you are today. Uh, man, let's come back here this time next year and see, see yeah. all, all the good that is that it, that has come back. And um, we're definitely going to be supporting uh, your brand as well. I know my wife is probably going to want to buy everything under the sun. I know I would, too, because we like supporting <laughs> people's uh, businesses. But listen, um, I'm I'm super, super glad to be able to talk with you because starting a side business is not easy, but making the larger leap and having both feet out there is even harder. So I salute you for doing that. And uh, man, I just appreciate you being here on the World According to Chris podcast. And uh, man, go, 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 go win some, some, some new goals and hit some milestones and more importantly, keep showing somebody else because you have no idea. Less of what you say is not as impactful as your actions to the next generation. So congratulations to you on all your success. And thank you so much for being on the show.